0: Hello and welcome to Top, the Open Podcast Podcast. Your hosts, Matthias and Wolfgang, will guide you through the ecosystem and the tools and services which make podcasting work. And they'll talk about their open source platform for podcast analytics. Let's dive right in. In this very episode of TOPP, the Open Podcast Podcast, We'll be talking about a problem that we've been facing with our database layer. Specifically, we want to move away from PlanetScale, all the reasons why and what we want to do instead in this episode. Wolfgang, how's it going? As you can hear, my voice is, I don't know where, but not here. Well, you
1: are here today. That's true. That's the first time that we are sitting in one room while recording this podcast.
0: In the Matthias Endler Mansion in Düsseldorf.
1: But my wife stayed in Austria
0: still it's very nice that you're here and uh you brought a lot of interesting insights i guess can you give us a summary wolfgang of what has happened since the very beginning of this project and where we are standing now so far we haven't
1: talked a lot about our database system and the database layer because we are using mysql that was the plan mysql is quite powerful and also sufficient for our use case and what can you say it's a stable, powerful SQL compatible database. And it can definitely handle our load and our scenario. So that was quite easy. And then we were looking for good platforms or providers of MySQL databases. And we found PlanetScale. PlanetScale is a really cool platform that offers a MySQL compatible database with a lot of cool features. But what we found out now is that it's not really a a MySQL database under the hood, but they are using a different fork of MySQL and that resulted into some problems for our use case.
0: Is it really a fork or is it a re-implementation of the MySQL standard? And what is the name of it? (laughs) So the name is VTES
1: and VTES is more or less MySQL because it is a fork of MySQL. But it's not only MySQL, the storage engine itself, it's a lot of additional tools around the storage engine to handle high traffic scenarios. And this can also be seen if you look at the creators who created this database VTAS, it was YouTube or developers in YouTube.
0: Because back in 2010, YouTube had a problem. Their database layer did not scale anymore. They only had a single database and it would handle all of the load of the entire platform. So all of the videos, all of the IDs would be stored in there. And because this did not scale anymore, they had to come up with a solution. And their idea was to use read replicas. The main instance would only be responsible for writes and the read replicas would be a sort of caching layer, something that would scale. And you could have as many as you wanted and you could therefore split the input and output between reading and writing and make the database layer more scalable. However, they once again ran into scalability issues where they faced a lot of writes and they needed to split up the writes and their solution was to use sharding. What is sharding?
1: So sharding is a quite simple concept. At the end, you split your data and you store the first part on one server and the second part on a second server. So for example, if you consider A table of customers, you have the customer ID and customer ID 1 to 1,000 is stored on server 1 and customer ID from 1,001 to 2,000 is stored on the second server. So that's sharding. You just have to know where what customer is stored and that might be a bit tricky for all the queries. But if you think about more complicated queries with joins, for example, that's not that easy if you have to deal with 10 servers where all the data is distributed, sharded, and you have to collect the right information to answer your query. So that's not a simple task.
0: YouTube solved that problem with Vitesse. They automated the sharding process so that the normal database user doesn't have to deal with that complexity anymore. Your SQL queries would simply run, and the engine in the background would take care of the sharding.
1: And that is also why PlanetScale is using VTES, because it's super scalable. You're not limited. You can store tons of data in your database layer, and it's still super fast.
0: So so what's the problem then? If it's super fast, we can just keep using it, no? That's the problem. There are also
1: some downsides with VTES. In general, it's always the same. If you solve one problem A, there might be another problem B. And they solved all the sharding, Problems and the scalability issues they had, but they didn't put their focus on other things, for example, like handle JSON data in a better way or extending the SQL query engine. But that was done by MySQL, by the core MySQL team. So there's now MySQL 8, for example, with a lot of cool features. And Vitess is a fork that was forked before MySQL 8, for example, so they have to catch up with all the new features. Of the new mysql versions and for them it's super difficult to implement that because they are dealing with a highly sharded environment and they have to map the new cool features of mysql to their sharded environment which is even more tricky and that's the main problem of vtas that they are, that the feature set is a bit smaller
0: than the main mysql feature set do you think they will catch up to the feature set of MySQL 8, or did they just decide that it's going to be a smaller feature set from now on?
1: I think both, more or less. So, of course, they are trying to catch up as quickly as possible, but with some features, it's almost impossible to implement that on VTAS. But, for example, to implement a new JSON function that is just operating on one row or one column, it's not super difficult. It's just that you have to m- to implement this JSON function or this or any other feature. So usually it's not a problem, but it's not their main focus. And of course, they also have to decide what is more important for their customers and their world. And very often, the cool, nice new features of MySQL are not that important if you're dealing with a super huge sharded database like YouTube, for example.
0: For some context, I just looked up the main users of Vitesse and the website lists a few very big players YouTube, yes, but also GitHub, Slack, Square, New Relic and lots of other players. So it's probably not easy to cater a solution to all of these players and make sure that all of the functionality is provided, probably to focus on high scalability and making sure that the sharding works as expected. Now we know that Vitesse has some very big users, but of course our use case is probably much smaller than theirs. Maybe we can list our limitations right now that we run into on a daily basis, which prevents us from using Vitesse for our use case.
1: I mean, it's not impossible to use it, but we found out after some time, as we have a strong focus on analytics and we have to write analytical queries, SQL queries, that there are some really useful features in MySQL or in the SQL dialect in general that can't be used in Vitesse. One just very simple example is union. You can do just one union or two unions, I guess, in Vitesse, but not more. If you want to convert columns into rows, for example, union is a quite common approach.
0: With some more SQL magic, this problem would probably be circumvented.
1: Sure, I found one solution, but it's really dirty for that problem. Yeah.
0: Okay, so there is a solution, but it's pretty hacky. But probably that was not the only reason why we had to switch away. Were there any other limitations that we ran into?
1: Another really cool feature is table expressions. And that was introduced in MySQL 8 as well. And especially in the analytics context, it's super important to have this feature if you have very long statements, if you want to correlate statements, and you write more sophisticated queries, analytical queries then this comes in quite handy. Of course, you might find some solutions for that as well. But then I also found out that, for example, a lot of JSON functions are missing and we are dealing with a lot of JSON data because we are storing some of the data that we are receiving from Spotify or Apple as raw JSON. And then it's important that you can deal with those JSON fields in the SQL language, of course. So... In general, it was just a lot of smaller issues and smaller details that come in the for analytics. And in our use case, analytics is the most important part, as we are a podcast analytics tool. And therefore, for us, it makes sense to move away from VITAS, or in our case, planet scale, But it's not due to bad performance or any other really bad experience what we had because VITAS and especially PlanetScale is super cool. It's a super nice way to deal with databases and we would love to use it, but we just decided that the analytical part is more important for us and that we should use another database for our use case.
0: All right, all of this is very unfortunate, but we have to move on. What's next? So luckily, we came up
1: with a really flexible architecture already at the beginning, and we decided to separate all our layers. So the incoming layer, that's our connector, for example, or the proxy, the API layer that stores data in the database, the database itself, and the analytical layer. And they are all independent. So even if it's quite bad to change the database now, it's not a huge deal. So we could easily change to Postgres or even Oracle in theory, that is not a huge deal as long as it is SQL compatible because we are using just simple create table statements and also our SQL queries are SQL compatible. So it's no problem to use another database. But for us, of course, as we are already used to MySQL, to the MySQL style, syntax of SQL and all that, for us the easiest way to change is now to switch back to or not back. It's it's still a MySQL compatible database, but it's MySQL itself. So we will use MySQL 8, just the current version. MariaDB would be also an option, by the way. But we decided to use MySQL for now, because especially the new analytical features like comment table expressions, all the rich JSON-related features are super helpful and come in quite handy for our use case of podcast analytics
0: let's think about all the people that want to use open podcast on a self-hosted basis they probably need something that is easy to set up requires very little maintenance and one very popular candidate is sqlite it's file-based it's simple you can run it everywhere it can be executed locally it also has common table expressions i found out and there's an article from 2015, which describes how to do it. So I really wonder why don't we use SQLite? Uh, There also seems to be bigger players like TailScale that use it and all of the things that they build on top of it, like Lightstream, which is a streaming SQLite replication. What's your take on this?
1: You're completely right. SQLite is a very powerful database and I think for our use case it would be a good fit. For now it's just easier for us to use a MySQL database because we have set up everything for mysql's database like the driver in our api and all that so it's just a bit easier and straightforward to to use mysql at the moment but that doesn't mean that we won't try it out in the future and if you are a big sql lite fan out there feel free to send us a pull request if you want to try it
0: out i'm pretty sure this is not the end of the story and we might run into other limitations as well but for the time being This is the best solution to the best of our knowledge. And we are very happy to be able to switch those components without too much downtime and without too much of a hassle. We're very thankful that we built a very modular design. And before Wolfgang completely loses his voice... Almost there. (laughs) We say thanks a lot for still sacrificing your voice for this episode. And we wish you a, a quick recovery. And this is all from our side on this end i think we will be back next week with another episode on a non-database topic apart from that if you've got any feedback you know where to find us on github on openpodcast.dev and on our podcast itself
1: see you next week hopefully with the recovered voice again bye (laughs) see you